Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The Media Commission will have the power to ban the advertising of fatty foods targeting children, according to a review they recently published on an online safety bill. However, civil liberties campaigners have raised concerns over the aspects of the bill that they fear could impinge on the freedom of expression. Uh, While there is a voluntary code of conduct that advertisers sign up to through the Advertising Standards Authority of Ireland, the recently published online safety and media regulation bill will put this on a legislative footing for the first time. In other words, it would make it illegal. And the newly established Media Commission will be handed these new powers by Catherine Martin, the Media Minister. The legislation states that provisions may be made to prohibit the inclusion in programmes of commercial communications relating to foods and beverages considered by the Commission to be the subject of public concern in respect of the general public health interests of children, in particular those foods or beverages which contain fat, trans fatty acids, salts and sugars. That kind of is everything really, isn't it? Because everything contains those. So in other words, advertising for chocolate, advertising for everybody goes just eat, because I suppose that serves fast food. Um, you know, advertising for McDonald's and KFC and uh, I don't know, whatever else that can be considered by some people to be junk food. Um, and don't get me wrong, not everything that Just Eat delivers is junk food. Some of it's good food, isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, uh, generally speaking, advertising for junk food in general. The Commission can also consult with public health authorities when drawing up the rules. And Tanya Ward, the chief executive of the Children's Rights Alliance, said advertising of junk food was more likely to be targeted at teenage boys. I don't know how you do that. What the children of the young people's sector want is a ban on that type of advertising and the bill is hopefully, for, hopefully providing a basis for that kind of thing. Now, you could argue this is a good thing, but then again, it's a little bit unfair on the companies that produce those foods, on takeaways. It's a little bit unfair on businesses that produce food, you know, biscuits and cakes and sweets and chocolate and all those kind of wonderful things. I mean, realistically, is it the government's fault to regulate that, or I should say, is it their responsibility to regulate that, or is it the parents' responsibility to regulate that? I would argue it's the parents' responsibility that McDonald's and all those Chicabries and all those other organisations that produce food, which we should be taken in moderation. There's nothing wrong with a McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with a KFC. There's nothing wrong with your Just Eats or whatever it is you get delivered to your house. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a bar of chocolate as long as it's done in moderation. And it's entirely up to parents, that's your job, to moderate that. So is it up to the state to turn around and say to those businesses, we're not going to let you advertise your product? That's clearly unfair, isn't it? But if I'm selling broccoli or potatoes or some other thing, I can advertise perfectly fine. That's okay. You know what I mean? Because everything really comes under this umbrella of junk food. They say food with fat, trans fatty acids, salts and sugars. That's pretty much everything that children enjoy eating. So Coca-Cola, crisps, crisps. You can't be eating El Pringle every now and again, she can. But all those things in moderation. And it is the parents' responsibility, as far as I'm concerned, to moderate that and to decide, you know, who should and shouldn't eat it and how often it should be eaten. But the government would like to see, or certainly the Media Commission would like to see, advertising on junk food banned. Do you think it would make a difference? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 That's 087 Would you like to see a ban, a ban on advertising of junk food? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Amy. Hey, man. Just like my previous topic, I have a feeling I'm going to struggle with this one, but go on. What do you reckon? 
absolutely not. Uh, like I was saying it there, you know what I mean? Like they've hid the alcohol, you know, behind this tiny little frame and you can see the big stock shelves. Yeah. You know, yep. I just I just opened the door to go get the alcohol. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. deter me. Yeah. <laughs> little, well, actually, most shops, they have these little swing doors. You know yeah. what I mean? You can still see it, <laughs> but you just have to go through the swing door. It's kind of just a legality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, again, like last year, I think we turned into like a massive nation of raging alcoholics with the amount of alcohol that was consumed last year, according mm. to reports. Yeah. And, you know, they were hidden. Like, I do I do agree with the cigarettes, um, you know, Absolutely. having those hidden in shops. And that's simply because if somebody's trying to go off them and it's staring them in the face every time they go to a shop counter, it's not going to help. Yeah, we don't want to make smoking look glamorous whatsoever. Yeah, no, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm a smoker and I agree with you. If I want a pack of cigarettes, I just ask for them. That'd be grand. Um, yeah, exactly. But, like, I mean, you know, Jesus, there's nothing wrong with advertising a sweets or Donatello's, like... If mm. I want a takeaway on a Saturday night, whether it's on TV or not, I'm still going to get it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, there's nothing wrong with your takeaway on a Saturday night. Mine is generally Thursdays. But there's nothing wrong with your takeaway on a Saturday <laughs> night. You know, your Chinese takeaway or whatever it happens to be. I mean, you know, Chinese food can be good for you in moderation. Uh, and the same as, you know, your chips and your fresh cod can be good, can be okay. You know, fills a hole in the belly. But in, yeah. moder- in moderation... You know, your, and your exactly. bar and your bar of chocolate and packet of biscuits before you go to bed in moderation. <laughs> but like, if if people have a disorder or have you know um, a craving for it, then that's going to need more psychological intervention rather than just taking it off the TV. Well, it can't be everybody's responsibility that some people can't control, unfortunately. Um, their eating habits, and, and that's a problem in society that we have to deal with separately, but that can't be everybody's problem. Um, it has to be the problem of the individuals to get help, and, and hopefully we'll provide the support services and help services for those people who need it. But do you think it's unfair on businesses? Is it unfair, say, on McDonald's and Cabri's and whoever else produces food we consider to be fatty foods? Is it unfair of them telling them you can't advertise? But, yeah, completely. I mean, where is it going to stop it? Will they have to take down their signs outside their doors in case you look at it while you're passing in your car and be like, oh, I want that now? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you mean, don't know. There needs to be somewhere where somebody says, lads, this is kind of getting a bit insane. It needs to stop. Do you think banning junk food advertising will make no difference as eating habits basically start with parents? In other words, it's the parents' responsibility, is it? Exactly. I mean, I, I do my food shop every week. I decide what I'm taking home. Okay. You know, my, my four-year-old does not decide, okay, maybe he decides a little bit on, you know... Yeah, I like the look of them, Mammy. Yeah, yeah. Those, you che- know, those cheese sticks look nice. It's <laughs> like, okay, if you stop talking, I'll get you one, just stop complaining. <laughs> you know, but that, that's his treat then for the week as well. You know, that, that's fine yeah. to, to give a treat. But again, it, it is down to the parents. Mm-hmm. It is down to, um, like, what they should be doing is, you know, if, if they want to do that, you know, put a small little extra bit of tax onto um, onto more processed food and reduce fresh food. Like, if, if you go into a shop and you try to buy anything fresh, it's a lot more expensive than, than the rubbish, you know, buying yeah. the, the rubbish stuff. So that's, yeah. that's where the problem lies to do with pricing. But do you think the advertisements, like you as a parent, do you think it's diff- more difficult for you than it was for, say, your mother? Um, because in your mother's day, we wouldn't have had so much junk food. We would have had as much advertising of junk food. Whereas your son at four, you know, unconsciously, he may not be consciously doing it, but he is seeing ads on TV or on YouTube or baby YouTube or whatever you call it. And he's seeing ads for, I don't know, cheese sticks, which contain a lot of sugar and stuff like that. Or he's seeing ads for things that are generally not good for him. 
Um, so do you think there's more pressure on you then as a parent than there would have been on your parents? Um, no, because I, again, I think it's to do with educating. Do you know what I mean? My child knows that this is not your everyday food. It's not something that you eat on a daily basis. He knows that a, a treat does he, is he a doesn't treat know that. He wouldn't know that. Amy. Oh, he does. He's he happily does. live on chocolate and cheese sticks and, and yogurts or whatever it is he wants. I don't know what his favourite foods is or pizzas. He'd happily live on that for the rest of his life at his age. He, he, got, um, he got a Terry chocolate orange in the shop yesterday and I said to him, um, you can only have two pieces of I that love Terry's chocolate. I love Terry's chocolate orange. Can I just so point out? He, he opened it. He had the two pieces, brought the rest of it down to his room. I cooked dinner. He was watching his TV shows on Netflix. And I went down with his dinner and the remaining chocolate was still sat there. He didn't even ah, come any extra bit. Bless his cotton socks. He wasn't tempted. Yes. No, four years old. And has a complete understanding that no means no, yes means yes, and sweets are sweet. They're, you know, they're not, they're, you're not to fill up on them. Oh, well, fair play to him, because he's not the average four-year-old then, because the average four-year-old would have milled the whole thing before you got dinner ready. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do agree, but again, I think it's down to parenting. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's down to, like, you know, I'd say to him, uh, was it last weekend? I said to him on the Saturday, I said, uh, do you want um, pizza? I said, or would you like some fish? And he picked fish over pizza. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, but but then what you're telling me is is okay. Fair play to you. You're you're raising them well, but he's not the norm. Most kids at four years of age will go for whatever they think is the most attractive looking in the rapper firstly, whatever they've seen advertised on television unconsciously because they're four years of age they don't really take it in, and whatever is really bad for them uh, because it tastes nice because it's just filled with sugars. So I mean, even as I said, I mentioned cheese sticks earlier on, and cheese to cheese in itself is not bad for you, but you know these cheese sticks or these things that are you know marketed towards children are also they add sugar to them to make them more attractive. So what I'm saying to you is that. If, if you were to let him decide what to eat tomorrow, your average four-year-old, maybe not yours, um, <laughs> they would probably be dead in three months. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like that movie, Supersize Me. Right. Put it this way. If, if your child is four years old yeah. and has never had potatoes, they don't know what they are to want them. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember when I was in school, in college, um, my, my nutrition teacher... She never used to say to her child, like, oh, I'll, I'll get you a sweetie if you're good. She's like, oh, we'll get some strawberries if you're good. Yeah. It's how you teach your child and condition your no, child. No, I, and from, I agree. Mm-hmm. From birth. So again, like, a child can't want something that they've never had. You know, or if you condition a child to, to you know, understand that a sweet is a treat for a rare occasion, you know, as a, a weekly thing, then that's going to be their understanding of it. Well, but stay there, because let me go to Edward as well on that point. Uh, Edward, you're live on Ireland's Classic Kids. Edward, Amy makes a good point. A sweet is a treat. And when I was a child, it was a big deal to get a bar of chocolate. My father, once every couple of weeks, would buy four or five bars of chocolate to be shared amongst the family. So it was a big deal. But nowadays, that stuff is everywhere anyway, isn't it? And it's just become the norm. Well, isn't that the problem? Well, it is part of the problem, isn't it? If you look at the four-year-olds 40 years ago... And you look at the four and five and whatever. What are you, the, the children of years ago and the children today? There is there is actually quite a massive difference in these kids. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, the massive difference is they're a lot more unhealthy. They're metabolically and um, not their body's not functioning correctly. Now let's 
wind this on? What is the biggest cost in taxes in Ireland? It's the Department of Health. They spend, and I don't know off the top of my head, but I think they spend a billion, 20 billion a year. 85% chronic disease is, is coming from what we eat. Mm-hmm. And that chronic disease wasn't there 40 years ago. Now, if you want, you can do causation, correlation, but we've got No, 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 I know. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. And we know the next generation won't live as long as this generation, particularly here in Ireland, because of obesity amongst children. Well, we know well, that. what do you hear this one? What do you hear this one? Because it's all about processed food. Okay, but, 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 but let, let's focus on what we're talking about today in, in respect of the Media Commission will now have the power to ban advertising of fatty foods targeting children. Do you believe a banning, say, advertisements for McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken or Cadbury's Chocolate or Tato Crisps or whatever it is that's considered to be, you know, food that should be only taken in moderation, do you believe banning that would make a difference? Or do you think no, that's... A, no. a, it goes against freedom of expression, they're saying. Well, well, hold on. Freedom of expression. I think it won't do the, uh, the blindest difference. And the reason why I think that is because it's what they're putting in this food. And if we're going to mandate anything, we need to be mandating the people who are making it. Processed food has been killing us for years. And we need to realise that. And don't believe yourself that it's got anything to do with your genetics. This is how this food, processed food, talks to the human body and says to it, human body, be unhealthy. Whereas that lady was talking about strawberries or this or that. Human body, be healthy, not unhealthy. And this is what we need to look at. It is how food talks to you. Natural food growing from that big yellow bubble in the sky speaks to your genetics and says, be healthy, be healthy. The problem is processed food is all about the industrialization of how we produce our food. And it's all about putting them all inside a big factory or a big chicken coop and there's 60,000 chickens are feeding them GMO grains and calling them corn-fed chickens saying, oh, they're chicken, they're healthy. Well, come on. We I mean, stupid? I'm assuming, Edward, no, I know you're a nutritionist as such, right? But I, I'm... No, ass- no, 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 I'm not. I'm just somebody with a little bit of common sense. Okay, okay, but you I are... You, tax like you. Oh, yeah, but you are involved in the business as such. When I say involved in the business, you know a lot about it, right? But what I'm saying, I'm listening to Amy there, and her son is very good. He had two uh, slices of his, uh, his Terry's chocolate orange. I have to say, I do love, love a chocolate orange. I'm assuming you're not the bad wolf. You're not saying, you know, that you, we should ban all junk food. Because, let's be clear, junk food tastes nice. And, and and we all know why it tastes nice because of all the added sugars and everything they add into it, and it does, and it's attractive. But I, I'm assuming you're okay with you know having a bar of chocolate, a packet of crisps, or a McDonald's burger in moderation. See, the human body can recover from the odd one. The problem here is we cannot recover from having it every day of the week. And actually, there's one that you talk about the advertising. Let's not take brand or whatever, but sugar free. So the study has just come out this morning. No, I can't drink that stuff. If I drink sugar-free, I end up in the bathroom. Right, right, okay. But just let's let's look at it because this is what (laughs) they do. No matter what it does, as long as it tastes good and you stick your hand around it and take off the shelf, that's what the company wants. But the facts are that sugar-free has now been shown in obviously animal studies that if you give it to the, the pregnant lady, not her generation, but the next generation are more obese. Right. We've got to start to realise. 
But we are. You I mean, are but yeah. But if we right. look at, if we go right back to source, if we go to baby foods, and I know I'm no more so in the United States. Baby foods have a lot more added sugar. We are essentially, as you know, people who get addicted to heroin or cocaine or whatever it is, we are addicting human beings to sugar from a very early point in their lives. Absolutely, and that's that high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it doesn't turn off your satiety. See, it's all about when you go and look at the, the, the way in which they're all produced, all these big factories produce all these processed foods, they have to go and get their ingredients from somewhere. So then that big guy who's the ingredient producer, he goes off to the big guys to say, I need something sweet and where can you get it? Oh, we can get it from the corn in America, which is all genetically modified, which is all high fructose corn syrup. We stick that in your, in your processed food and voila, not only are you obese, you have metabolic problems, you age quicker, but more importantly, you're so addicted to it. Well, and by the way, just to point out for those people, when you drink Coca-Cola, I think Coca-Cola in, well, in America particularly is all made with corn syrup and not sugar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they use corn syrup instead. I've seen it being pumped into the factories. Oh, okay, in relation to then what we do, but sorry, Amy, you've been listening to what uh, Edward has said. You get a bit of an education off Edward there, Amy, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been listening to what he's saying, you know, that we are addicting children to, to sugar from a young age, and not just sugar, processed foods. It, does that concern you as a, as a young mother, Amy? Does that concern you with a young child? Um, like, I breastfed. So, like, for for me, you know, I I didn't want... I, I knew, obviously, breastfeeding was um, way healthier and everything else. Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't understand. Like, I know, you know, it's everyone's individual choice. And I know some people can't. But the people that can, I don't understand why they don't want to do it. Um, I think, like, there's a bit of a stigma attached to it as well. That, you know, some people are afraid, you know, being out in public and the baby needs to be fed. And, you know, um, just whipping out a boob. Oh yeah, um, but, but that like, shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. And sadly, Ireland has the lowest uptake on breastfeeding, which is bizarre. You'd imagine we would have the highest, the type of country we are. Uh, but we care so much about our children, but we have the lowest uptake on breastfeeding in Europe, which is shocking. Shocking. Oh, see, yeah, the, like the, the cow and gay and all of that, like processed baby food stuff. Um, you know, it does. It tastes so sweet, and it's kind of like versus making homemade dinners, the jar food. It, it's so unhealthy, and I don't think people rely how bad it is. And then the stuff that's actually really good is ridiculously expensive again. Mm. Yeah, and I understand. I mean, look, and it is designed for for babies to like it. And and can I just point out, in Europe, comparison to America, it's a lot different. Uh, as far as I know, I'm sure Edward would jump in with me here. But I think I think in America, they add a lot more sugar to it and fructose and well, all sorts of well, other toses into it as well to make it so basically children are addicted to sugar by the time they're kind of six months old in America. Uh, and that's a huge problem. I, I, th- I think we're not too far behind. We're not too far behind here. I think most baby foods have sugar in them, don't they, Edward? Edward, do, do the baby foods have sugar in them? Yeah. Yeah. And other processing, uh, you know, other processing uh, ingredients. The human are... body has a digestive system. Like we've got to start to ask the question, why did God or whoever it is give, give this to us? Mm. I, it's, I... it's to digest the food. It's the most important thing in, in, obviously, nutrition is really important, and I get that. But one of the biggest, most important things in food is the fiber you eat, and that's the fiber that feeds your gut bacteria. In most, in most, if not all, processed foods, they actually take out fiber and add the sugar. Why? Because the sugar is the dopamine riser. Dopamine is the pleasure. Oh, home. yeah, it makes you feel good. But most people want to eat yeah, stuff that makes them feel good. Cannot, 
live on pleasure. The problem is the foods raise your pleasure levels all the time. It lowers your serotonin, which is your contentment hormone. Before you know it, you're never happy. I, I'm looking at a text coming here. I'm listening to your programme and I do not want to come on the air, but I watch my sister stuff her daughter with all sorts of processed foods because she's too busy to actually cook a proper meal for her. My niece is nine and is increasingly getting bigger and bigger by the day. I really believe that we shouldn't be looking at junk food company. It starts with the parents. Maybe you think I'm wrong, but I believe that it is a form of neglect to allow your child to become obese and then al- uh, by allowing them to constantly eat these foods. So, Niall, is that is that a fair statement? Is that well, is Niall, it a form of neglect? Well, well, what do you this one? You said it to me. You listen to Ed there, and you get a wee bit of an education. If you give me six people that's listening to your show today, and let them come down to me or my house or phone me, and let's do an education, because I actually believe I walk past all that processed food, but I don't touch it. I used to be addicted to it. But I'm, I've recovered, and I feel so much better for it. Yeah, but you do. Do you not have a treat every now and again, Edward? Would you not? You know, do you ever sit there and think, "I'd, I'd love a Chinese takeaway," or Never. you know, "I'd love an old fish and chip." No. Bar of chocolate. Yes, eighty-five percent dark chocolate. Absolutely. Eighty-five percent what chocolate? Oh, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, dark. Okay, dark chocolate, yeah, because it's but just see, cocoa, yeah. What you've got to do now, you've got But that's to almost like a vegan diet, you're on. Well, are you on a vegan diet? No, I'm not. A, I'm, I just eat whole... So do you eat meat? Of course I do. Oh, okay. Grass-fed meat. Meat. Okay. But, Niall... And what, what by the way, what, what do you think of vegan diets? Well, what, look, Niall, let's not find... If people want to do veganism, I'm 100% behind them. However, there are pitfalls with it. Okay. And there are certain vitamins and minerals that you can be deficient on doing that. And I had a situation where I had a relation who said she was going vegan. And I said, fantastic, I love it. But I said, just be very careful because two years down the road, you're going to have problems. And two years down the road, she came to me and said, how do I solve this? So as long as you know what you're doing, I'm all in for it. But a lot of vegan food is processed. Should we all, by the way, should we all be taking subsidies? You know, even if we are eating, you know, pretty reasonably the right food. Should we? No, because if, if you're eating rice, you should be getting it from your food. Like all this supplement crap. If fair enough, if people are in the gym and they're bodybuilding, you know, they, they need extra stuff that they may not be getting mm. from the diet. But a, a general person, you should be getting it from your diet unless, you know, you've medical disorder that causes mm. you to, you know, require something extra. Because I do remember, Amy, when I when I was young, and Edward, you may remember this as well, and, and I'm sure, I don't know if you're, Amy may not, because I think Amy's a good bit younger than me, uh, but in saying that, when I was young, my mother used to always give us a halibut orange tablet every morning, which was a vitamin C, I think, as far as I remember, the little orangey flavoured tablets. Yeah, the I remember orange. them, they were, they, you nearly eat the whole tub of them, they yeah, were so Yeah, they were lovely, yeah. <laughs> and we used to nearly dying for it. Where's my tablet, mummy? Uh, but anyway, but it was, it was a kind of thing where, you know, mothers gave their children vitamin C, Edward, every morning. Should we, I mean, should, do you believe we should be subsidising our diet with subsidies of some description? Like, I do give my son um, the little gummy bear vitamins. Okay. But I don't give them to him all year long. I give it kind of towards the end of summer coming into winter 
or autoimmune to build up his immune system. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing coming out of winter and going into the summer, I'll start giving them then. As well, well. You, you know what? I, I have to say, over the last two years of COVID nineteen, the one thing we have never spoken about and we don't talk about, and the government haven't talked about, and shame on them is talking about how to build up a people's immune systems. And not only should we be sending out tablets to people, these new Pfizer ones that come out that treats COVID nineteen, we should be as we did many years ago in Iodine, sending people out vitamins and different types of things, vitamin C and all sorts of things. But sorry, Edward, yeah. Edward, do you believe we should be taking subsidies? Oh, absolutely. And I would suggest that it, it, for you to get all your supplements or all your vitamins and minerals from diet, it's actually quite difficult. So should I take a visit, you know, a multivitamin tablet every day? Is that any harm? Well, well, I wrote to the health, or sent information to the, the Department of Health um, when COVID started. I said that everybody should be taking vitamin D. That is crucial for your immune system. Yeah. Really crucial. Yeah. The reason why we get viruses during the winter is because we've no sunshine and no vitamin D. The problem with the vitamin D currently is that people take maybe a thousand units of vitamin D every day. But if you went out in the sun during the, the summer and you did 30, 40 minutes, do you know that the body would produce some of the regions of about 15,000 units? Wow. So there's something seriously wrong. And I think the RDAs of vitamins and minerals and whatever, I think we are chronically sick because a lot of us are nutritionally bankrupt. Okay, listen, i, I got to take a break. Uh, Edward, if you want to stay there. Thank you, Amy. Uh, I, I, in relation to that last text, let me just read it out again before I go into the break. Um, oh, sorry, it's gone. Anyway, the, you do remember, she, she basically classed, you know, she was talking about her sister feeding her niece or overfeeding her niece processed food. The niece was getting bigger and bigger by the day. And she ended the text by saying, it's a form of neglect to feed your children processed foods. So in other words, constantly feeding your children fast foods or convenient foods like pizzas in the grill and all this kind of stuff. Convenient foods, fast foods, and not bothering to make dinners is a form of neglect for young children, particularly this child is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, do you agree? Is it as a parent? Because here we are today blaming the media commission and everybody else, blaming the advertisers, you know, for advertising the pizzas or advertising the chocolate or advertising the crisps or whatever, the drinks, the Coca-Colas or whatever it is. When realistically, it's our job. They don't have money. Children don't have money. We give them the money. So it's our job to provide them with food. It's our job to make their dinner every day. It's our job to watch your children, keep an eye on their weight, and if they're getting too big, to talk to them about it and, and maybe you know, help discuss a diet with them or if they're getting too thin, to help maybe get them, eat, get them healthier food, etc., etc. Feed them better. Uh, so the number is the 087-188-0008. Do you believe or do you agree with the texter that it's neglect to basically abuse your child and give them constantly fast food all the time? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Hi, Nell. Um, I actually completely agree that advertising should be stopped. Unfortunately, there is um, a level of addiction to fast foods and treats and chocolates and things. It's really no different than drugs, cigarettes and alcohol. For some people, um, you know, it can be hard to understand that if you don't have that addiction. But the same could be said for cigarettes, as I said um, so, but for anyone who does have that problem, the constant reminder of advertising, like we could really live without it, to be honest. Uh, don't even get me started on the gas stations where you're forced to walk through a waterfall of chocolates and crisps and any other food that you can get. Like you wouldn't force an alcoholic to walk into a liquor store. Okay, so, you know, if you don't have that issue, then you can't understand those who 
who don't who do have that issue essentially so mm-hmm. you know it can be quite a struggle to have that constant reminder so yeah generally we could live without it absolutely agree we're about the gas stations or as we say petrol stations obviously the American accent they're struggling in um, but I completely agree because you walk to get your are you, oh, you're intending just to go in and get your petrol maybe a bottle of milk or something while you're in there but just pay for your petrol but you have to walk to this and particularly with COVID at the moment because they have the kind of longer queues with the two metre distancing and all that kind of thing. so it's like this going a zigzag effect and they've purposely designed the zigzag effect with the crisps here, the Pringles here, the chocolate here. And in case you missed the Cadbury's chocolate, we'll put another tray of it in front of you over here as well. And then you get to the counter and then as a last minute decision, you see all these, uh, you know, popcorn and everything. Well, although popcorn is not fatty, it's probably good for you anyway. It's a, not, it fills your stomach. Uh, and then you see all those other stuff there below you. So you grab something last and oh, I'll just have a Toblerone while I'm at it. There you go. Uh, and you're, by the time you get to the counter, your petrol has turned into your petrol, a can of Red Bull, two bars of chocolate and a packet of crisps. Oh, and then while you're at it, sure, let's fling a Burger King into the garage as well so you can have a nice big burger on your way out the door. She's 100% right. The way we do things now is attracting people to eat more of eating more junk food. But is it neglectful? Let me go back to that text again. Is it a form of neglect to constantly feed your children processed food? And parents would argue, oh, well, you know, we're both working. We don't have time. It's easy just to fling a pizza in the oven. It's easy just to order them a takeaway and just eat or whatever it is. It's easy just to do those things. But is that a form of neglect? Neglect. The number is 087 I believe that it is a form of neglect. Actually, that like I would have been a staunch kind of believer of that. I have three children. Um, I have two under the age of three and I have a 12-year-old. Um, and something I'm really struggling with at the moment is my 12-year-old. Because while I can control what he eats in the house, um, I can't control what he is out buying with his friends. I don't give him money um, unless he earns his pocket money and there's strict rules around not spending that money on food. But it seems that all of the kids on the road have a constant supply of money and they are forever up in the shop. Um, it, it, you know, and I'm like the crazy woman on the street running out trying to take food off my son and telling him he can't play with people. If, if he keeps on going out and buying all this food because it'd be nothing to him to buy a whole packet of chocolate biscuits for himself and eat them all in one go just while sitting there and then come in and tell me he's not hungry for his dinner. Um, so my son now, after you know being so staunch, it's the parents' fault if children are overweight. My son, he's by no means fat, but he is definitely, you know, heading that way. And it's something that I really struggle with because you don't want to give him a complex but like how do you manage it how do I you know I'm trying to get the message into his head that he needs to stop eating all of these this junk food in between meals you know and especially things like fake sugar like the the sugar substitutes and all of that like all of these chemicals that they're that they're eating you know yeah I don't know I don't I don't really know how to get around the issue yeah, I, I get what you're saying and, and you sound like you're a good parent. You sound like you're trying your best. I do have an image of it as, you, as the crazy mother running out on the road and grabbing the chocolate biscuits off him. No! Although <laughs> I'm saying that it's very difficult to be a parent nowadays. You have so many things to think about. You have their education, their nutrition, everything, their clothes, everything. You have to worry about everything as a parent, but that's your job. Uh, and it is getting more difficult. We have made it more difficult by the way we live. 
Um, but you're right. You, you know, he goes out and he gets his pack of chocolate biscuits somewhere and he eats them out on the road with his mates with his can of Coke. And then he comes in and you say, oh, I have a lovely dinner made for you here now and we have some broccoli and we have the... Oh, I'm a hungry man. I'm going to play my PlayStation. You know, now in my day, my father would sit me down and you wouldn't be allowed to leave the table until you ate your dinner, but that's force feeding and you can't really go down that route anymore. We don't do that anymore. Um, so I don't know what the answer to your question is and you're saying he gets the money from somewhere. I suppose just talking to him constantly, I suppose maybe trying to educate him and talk to him or maybe show him pictures of people, you know, who unfortunately ended up with, you know, having to get a triple bypass because they had heart disease because they ate too many chocolate biscuits, if you know what I mean. Maybe that kind of stuff, maybe a little bit of a short, sharp shock might help him a little bit, you know. Show him a picture of somebody, you know, who's been in hospital with heart disease because they've just ate too much chocolate biscuits. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Dave, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? What's the crack? Dave, is it a form, is it neglectful to, to feed your child the wrong food? I, 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 it just comes across a bit harsh, like, to be saying that, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's easy to put your nose in the air and decry other people's habits or practices. Ah, well, but, absolutely, because I've done it, I do it myself, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, you're not doing it right, I wouldn't do it like that. But I'm sure there's stuff that, like, we would do that other people would maybe find I neglectful. Have, or, I have the most unhealthy eating habits at this moment in my life. Do you know what? The, the best thing that happened to actually happened to my diet in the last while was my missus finding out she had diabetes. Right. I mean, dead honest with you, because we were a lot more conscious about what came into the house food wise. Because, see, like, my missus is a person, you, you know, somebody who's like, like an almost superhuman metabolism. Yeah. Do you know, like, I have, I have high cholesterol, but, like, I think my doctor told me it's, it's not as much down to my weight as the fact that, like, there's just a history of, like, of it in my family. Do you know, like, my mom was skinny as a whippet, and yet her cholesterol used to be through the roof. But my partner, she used to be able to eat whatever she wanted. She'd go to the doctor, blood uh, sugar's perfect, cholesterol perfect, you know. So the best thing for me was for her to stop eating sugar. But like, And what's, your, was, what's your eating habits like? My, I, I'm being honest, mine are dreadful, and I know they're dreadful. Now, my, I've, I've never been the best eater in the world. You know, I'm quite picky, I'm quite choosy. I don't eat what's good for me, generally speaking. But over, well, since my divorce, and because I'm out of the house now and I'm living like a nomad, uh, essentially takeaways are easier and convenient for me because I have nowhere to cook uh, during the week. Uh, so, I mean, in saying that, I have a really bad eating schedule at the moment. Really bad. Mine are bad. Like, I'm overweight, but I don't really tend to eat a lot of food. And, like, I try to eat as good as I can. Like, we'd have a lot of, like, you know, stews. Um, oh, I love a stew. I made chef, a stew at the weekend. Chef, I made uh, a lovely stew at the weekend. And nothing better when you ah, go crazy. Ah, a bit of Worcestershire sauce on it. Ah, stop. Tell me about it. I'm salivating. <laughs> no, the things about it. No, but... I, you know, but I, no, what, what, what do you put in? Sorry, I'm getting, starting to get hungry. You see, my biggest problem was probably, like, you know, potato sandwiches and yeah. beer. You know, nice. and then I went from going doing a very physical job to a very sedentary job where I'm just basically standing in the one spot for nearly eight hours a day. Do you get me? I'm coming back so, to the, Can I go back to the stew again? Because I'm feeling hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make the stew yourself, Dave? No, uh, my missus makes it. I tried to make it once, made a complete buzz of it. She's, how, can you, how can you make a mess of stew? It's the easiest thing in the world to do. That's what I was thinking, but I did. It was awful. No, hers, she, she makes it. Unre- and you know, it's the best kind of stew where it actually tastes better the next day. I know. Oh, yeah, I know that type of stew, yeah. Yeah, do you know anybody? And what do you do, what do you do with steak or mince balls? Uh, stew and beef. There's a butcher's uh, just down the road from us. The stew okay. and beef out there is unbelievable. Okay, well, you can, you can use sirloin steak in it as well if you cook it as well, and, and, and or beef, should I say, beef steak. Beef, that'd be or, nice. Yeah, yeah or, or you can use mince balls. I tend to do it as well with mince balls, just small little balls and mince. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll try that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steak mince. Now, make sure you get the good mince, not that shitty fatty mince. No, uh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> 
and uh, oh, and then the Worcester sauce. Now, can I throw something out? It seems we're on this subject. Now, I'm going back to our conversation. And I had this conversation with Karen last week when we were making this chew. When I was a child, my mother got sauce and it was in a yellow bottle and it was called candy sauce. And it was spelled K-A-N-D-E-E. And I haven't seen it in years. And if anybody knows where I can buy it, I would love to get a bottle of it because it was gorgeous on stew. Now, it did taste a bit like Worcestershire sauce, but I, I, I think it may have been some type of Worcestershire sauce. But, but the brand, it was a yellow bottle. It looked like the kind of Worcestershire sauce bottles. <laughs> and it was called Candy Sauce. K-A-N-D-E-E. Candy. Yeah. Never so, heard of it. So if anybody has seen any candy sauce anywhere... Or maybe it just doesn't exist anymore. Let me know. Or do you remember? Maybe other people remember candy sauce as well. Sorry, Dave. So getting back to the right foods. But I'm sure you're a little fella. You know, you're out in the shops and he's saying, you know, how old is he now? 11 or 12, whatever he is. 12 now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, you know, dad, can I have a pack of crisps? Dad, can I have a bar of chocolate? Dad, can I have, yeah, you know, cheese sticks? Whatever. I'm sure he's still asking for all this stuff, is he? He kind of... He kind of he might you know if he, you know when he has his own money, sometimes he sneaks over to the shop and might buy sweets and stuff. But to be fair... Like, he might eat some junk food, but at the same time, he'll eat an entire watermelon to himself. Do you know what I mean? Like, when he was younger, we put a, a serious onus on, you know, fruit is better for you than junk food. Now, look, he eats junk food. We have a takeaway maybe once a month. You know, um, they're mad to go to McDonald's, but I just flat out refuse because their, their food is absolutely dirt. But, um, no, we, we, we've, we've a happy medium, I think. But at the same time... If I wasn't but watching, yeah, but there's sure. no, yeah, but there's no harm in a McDonald's no, every now fine, and again. But like, but like at the same time, like I know, uh, I know him, and I know well that if he was left on his own, he would eat an entire packet of bourbon creams and whatever junk food was in the house. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you just need, like, you know, you need to say, like, look, you can have junk, but you're eating your dinner first, and it's like this: if you don't eat your dinner, you're not getting that for the rest of the night. And does oh. he? And here's the here's the change in society too in the last twenty or thirty years. Does he choose what he eats for his dinner, or do you choose? We choose. Okay, because there is a case now where 12-year-olds are deciding what they want for their dinner. No, no, no. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer. So I took all my cues from, from how my mom and dad used to parent. And it's like, there's your dinner. If you don't like it, tough. But isn't, isn't that the way that it should be in a family? Because many years ago, that was the way it was. But nowadays, you see a mother or father making dinner for three kids. And it's like, oh, I'm not having that. I want pizza. I want chicken and chips. I want nuggets. And, and you're making three different dinners yeah, for three different there's, children. There's, there's a relative of my missus and she makes four different dinners every day because everybody wants something else. Ask me ours. Yeah. I, 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 the, the, Here's I a stew for you as well. But what, what I have noticed, so my youngest generation, like from, from baby infants onwards, like there was a massive onus from the school and they take time out of the day to say, these are the healthy foods, this is what you should eat. You can have your treats, of course, but, you know, these are the foods you should have. And even the stuff like, you can't, like, chocolate and sweets and stuff to school, but you can bring them on a Friday for a treat day. You know, so, yeah, like, yeah. for yeah. me and you, we, you know, we're screwed. You know, the, the, the ship has sailed for us, like, but for the younger generations, it's, it's all about education, you know. Like, a lot of people out there will eat something and think, you know, it's healthy, when in reality it isn't. And, like, this whole, let's ban ads, you know, it's just pure tokenism. It's just, you know... Well, do you think it would make a difference? I mean, if, the, if there was no ads on the television... Make, come here, it won't make one ship in a difference. The reason people eat, like, eat so much takeaways nowadays is convenience. You know, it's not because, like, someone sees an ad for just eat. It's like someone's like, you know, I couldn't be arsed, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be arsed cooking, so I'll just pick up my phone and order a kebab. You know, like, this whole crack with, like, let's ban this and let's ban that. Like, if they were, like, saying, right, we're going to ban these ads, in conjunction with a massive campaign 
to educate people or, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try and lower the price on fresh produce. Then I'd say... Well, maybe, then, yeah, well, now that was something Amy said earlier on, and that's something we really have to do. In other words, it shouldn't be cheaper to buy crap food than it is to buy good food. Good no, food should be it. cheaper. I mean, for God's sake, like, agriculture is, like, the number one industry in this country. Like, you, you know what I mean? We get all our meat fresh. Um, it's only been, a lot of it's only just been killed down the road from us. Do you, yeah, you yeah, know? The, yeah, the potatoes are just growing out of the ground, for God's sake. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, all this is is just, like, you, you've these, you know, like, Irish Heart Foundation and stuff for calling for this to be done. Then the government say, oh, we're going to ban it. And then everybody's high-fiving each other and saying, aren't we a great bunch of lads? And it does absolutely nothing to address the problem. It's it's the political. It's a, I know it's the same reason that we increased the price of alcohol last week to try and stop alcoholics. You know, I mean, that's really not going to tackle the problem at all. We we, we do the same thing every time. It's basically the political equivalent of like my missus saying, "Here, we do the washing up," but me taking all the dirty dishes and hiding them behind the curtains or something. Do you know? <laughs> like, you can't see the problem, but it's still there. Great, great analogy, Dave. Dave, I'm running out of time. Thank you very much, Dave. That was a great analogy. When you do the washing, then I hide all the dishes behind the curtains. Hi, Niall. Maybe that woman that was on there a few minutes ago talking about running out to our son to stop him from eating a packet of biscuits. Maybe that's the reason why he does it. Oh. Everything in moderation. The poor child is probably delighted with himself. He thinks it's all his Christmas and birthdays has come into it to one because she's depriving him of it. All the best. It's Amanda from Rathout. Amanda from Rathout, I get the point you're making. Now, I don't want to have a go at that other woman that sent in the other message. Uh, you know, obviously, she's trying to get her child to eat healthy. But I do understand the point you're making that if every other kid is getting, you know, the odd treat and you believe he's not. Now, I don't know if that's the case, obviously. Uh, but you believe he's not. That the excitement and the, the serotonin in his brain is going bonkers when he tucks into that chocolate digestive. Hi, Niall. Um, the... There's nothing wrong with throwing a pizza in the oven if you're in a rush in the evenings. But the reality is our plates are a healthy plate of food as a dinner should be designed as half vegetables, quarter carbohydrate and a quarter protein, which means that realistically two slices of pizza with whatever toppings um, should be sided with some form of vegetables, salads, anything to that effect, and beans, peas, lentils, cheeses, um, you know, eggs, chicken, meat. And if it isn't, you're just giving them poor, poor nutritional food and siding them with a plate of frozen chips, again, is just carbs on carbs. And it's the portion sizes that causes obesity. And the kids have very few... Um, nutrients actually going into them. They're full, but they're full of stuff they're going to burn off mm. very quickly and then stuff they're going to store as fat because they don't need it. And if you're feeding them at 7 o'clock in the evening when you get home from work, they don't have time to burn that off. So giving them a 1,000 or 1,200 calories of carbs on a plate at 7 o'clock, it's a recipe for disaster. But if we were giving them the convenience food with the right plate and portion sizes with the right dynamic of nutrients there's nothing wrong with it in my opinion yeah some very well made points you can hear your child in the background you have your hands full and we'll have your hands full for some years to come um, in saying that you have it on the ball there I have to say when it comes to portion sizes and yes the pizza's probably no harm as long as you're giving them the other types of foods as well along with it and then of course if it's a big pizza well then it's going to be bigger portions as well uh, I would stick to maybe having the smaller pizza with something else on the side as you rightly said but in relation to the, say the frozen chips uh, the, the problem nowadays with the frozen chips is 
they're not just potatoes. It's obviously some sort of pulp that uses processing and it has other, you know, ingredients in it to keep it preservatives and all sorts of carry on. So there's other unnatural stuff in there in those kind of frozen chips. Very few of them are actually probably just real potatoes anymore. Uh, the number is 087 uh, Let me know what you think. Should we ban advertising on fast foods and chocolates and everything else? Do you think it'll make a blind bit of difference? Niall, my dad used to love the candy sauce. <laughs> On Ray, uh, fish, obviously. He can't buy the yellow bottle anymore, so he buys Yorkshire Relish, the Yorkshire Relish one in Musgraves instead. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the taste of the candy sauce. I think it was it was like a Worcestershire sauce. I don't, I don't really remember now, but I just know I used to love it as a kid, and you can't get it anymore. Jonathan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jonathan? Not too bad, Niall. How are you? Good. Now, you think it's a load of you-know-what uh, yeah. nonsense. Well, what's a load of nonsense? Well, look, I've been a truck driver for over 25 years on a truck driver's diet, basically. My mother gave up trying to shovel green vegetables and healthy stuff into me when I was about 10 years of age. Yeah, same here, same here. The only only greens I've ever eaten and the odd time would be peas. That's it. Anything that has blood and walks, I'll eat it, more (laughs) or less. (laughs) So you eat an unhealthy trucker's diet? An unhealthy trucker's diet. I'm perfectly fit. I'm not overweight. I'm healthy. I've never seen the inside of a hospital door for any kind of an illness. Touch, the touch, wood, touch wood, touch wood. Yeah, but Jonathan, yeah, but the only thing is, and I don't want to be putting bad luck on you, but you don't know what's going on inside. You might have a lot of plaque on your arteries or cholesterol levels might be high. Or, you, you know what I mean? You don't know. I'm, well, a, like I I'm the same as you, Jonathan. I have a really bad diet like that, okay? And it, I probably eat a trucker's diet, to be honest with you. Uh, right, well, every five years, we have to, I have to go for a full medical for my driving licence. Mm. And I done the last one I done was two years ago. And, and what I'm about your weight? What about your weight? I'm perfectly within my weight. My cholesterol is fine. There's absolutely nothing. Right. The doctor okay. said keep doing whatever you're doing. He said keep going because <laughs> I'm perfectly because I'm perfectly healthy. Do you smoke? Nope. Do you drink? I, well, I can't. As a truck driver, it's very hard to drink. But yes, I do drink. So All right. Smoke. Okay. Okay, well, you're right. I, gave up, I gave up smoking over 10 years ago. Yeah, when you have a day off, I suppose you can drink the night before, yeah. Exactly, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've never thought about that, actually. It must be very difficult for truck drivers to even enjoy a night out because if you're driving the next day, obviously, no, you no, can't. No, yeah. no, both days are long gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what would your average diet consist of? Like stopping off, you know, at a, a burger joint or stopping off at a truck stop? Well, well I start off in the morning and have a cup of tea and a croissant with butter, real butter on us. Yeah. Lunch, lunchtime consists of probably a sandwich, a packet of crisps, a bar of chocolate and a bottle of Coke. Okay. Mixed in with two or three cups of coffee before that. Yeah. Yeah, the afternoon, a couple of cups of coffee and a few biscuits, maybe. And yeah. then in the, in the evening, then stop off at the services and it's the likes of a, a, a burger or Chinese or whatever. Right, okay. Most days, and that's most days, and it's been like that for over 25 years. Yeah. Like, if I'm home in the evenings, yeah, I'd have a dinner, but there's still no vegetables involved. And so it'd be a rare occasion you'd sit down to a stew or you'd sit down to something, a roast dinner or something. I uh, wouldn't eat a stew of my life depending would you on not? it. Uh, not why not, Jonathan? It's lovely. <laughs> like a roast dinner, a roast dinner for me consists of roast potatoes and meat and gravy and that'd be it. Yeah. That'd right. be it. I don't take any supplements or vitamins or anything like that and as I said, I'm perfectly healthy so far, touch wood. All right, well, okay, point well made and a lot of people would agree with you and probably I agree with you, touch wood, I feel perfectly healthy but I have a really bad diet. Um, yeah, and I don't eat, and I don't eat vegetables. I don't. You see, you know when you get invited to a party and they have a buffet, 
and they yeah. have like salad and egg mayonnaise and corn and all that cold stuff, ham. And oh, yeah. I wouldn't eat. I, like I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat any of that. That's rabbit food, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Horses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for cars. You always go for the you go for the crisps and the sausage rolls. Yeah, I, that's all I ever do is the sausage rolls <laughs> and the crisps. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. All right, no see problem. you. All right, there you go. My man, advertising Jonathan's diet is something you should be doing, by the way. But it didn't do him any harm, and he hasn't walked in the door of a hospital. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.